calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Alex and this week I am joined by Jesse Gomez. I'm so excited to be here. Hi, Alex. <laughs> hi, Jesse. Uh, and hi, Emma. How are you? Hello. I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Oh, that was nice because that was sincere. I'm, I'm genuinely... People always say I'm insincere, but I, I think I'm genuinely quite enthusiastic about things. I've never you heard you speak the way you just spoke, ever. Well, you've never listened to my VO. <laughs> I have. I actually think, well, I, I was listening to your VO just before we started recording this podcast. Unbelievable. Your voice is actually um, much better than you are. So. Thank you, Alex. Oh, here he goes. He's got his <laughs> phone. This again. <laughs> That's the only time it's going to be used today, I promise. It's, uh, it's been a very quiet week because Cardi and Matt are both off. Good. Not together, as far as I'm aware. Um, I think Cardi's just at home playing games and hopefully Matt is out doing something more than something just doing worthwhile what and, and sunny i'm not video games are worthwhile jesse yeah i know yes <laughs> uh doing something more than he would normally do in a normal work week was, yes. was gonna be my point uh but with them both being away i'm not saying that you were third choice on <laughs> the task <laughs> i had this week but wow. we had the opportunity to play guardians of the galaxy Yes. Obviously, Cardi plays a lot of Avengers, so he mm -hmm. would have, he knows a lot about that game. Matt knows a lot about the Guardians comics. Yeah. Um, but I did think you did a sterling job uh, of, of the content that we've got around it. Now, for reasons, you're not allowed to share your opinion on the game just yet. <laughs> yep. So you can only answer in... Uh, Riddles. Ones and zeros. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Deliver I mean, information. I've been able to put together three lovely visual experiences for everyone to watch on our channel and also a little bit of reading on IGN as well. Um, first video. Well, I think Go the, ahead. exactly the thing that, well, a lot of the questions that came out the first round of previews was like, they gave a top line idea of what the combat was like, Yeah. but you've been able to go into a deeper dive because I think there is, well, still, still confusion as to kind of what mm. it is that that game exactly is. And I think you answer a lot of those questions. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like before I got, when I eventually got around to playing it, you know, uh, 
combat is a lot more complex than what people might expect it to be based on the trailers they've watched and stuff like that. There's a lot of moving parts when it comes to controlling Star-Lord and Command and the rest of the Guardians, and I've said that in my in my video, so <laughs> please do watch the recently released video. It goes over <laughs> everything you'll need to know about combat in Guardians of the Galaxy, and has some pretty sweet gameplay as well. I'm just going to say it's all new stuff because I recorded it. But um, before I got my hands on Guardians of the Galaxy, like... I don't know if you two share the same, but were you have you lot been interested in this game beforehand based on trailers and stuff? Because I'd say I'm a fan of the Guardians film-wise, but I didn't really, I wasn't really expecting much when watching trailers and stuff. No, I think to be honest, I played um, a bit of Avengers. Yeah, and while I liked the kind of overall presentation of it, I found the actual the mechanics a little bit pedestrian. Yeah. And so I didn't stick with it. No, um, same here. And I'll be honest, I kind of, I've tarred um, uh, Guardians with the same brush. But yeah. having seen, obviously, a lot of the gameplay that you've captured and going in a bit more detail, it does feel like it's much more up my street. Obviously, it's a single player, single player narrative driven game. Yeah. That's my bag. And... Um, yeah, I kind of, you know, again, as a passing interest, I was under the impression that you switch between the characters. You don't yeah, yeah. always play as Star-Lord, but you but, do get the option to control them or boss them around or yeah, however you want to describe it. Yeah, so, I feel... Sorry. Sorry, go on, Emma. No, I was going to say I'm kind of in the same boat as you, really. I tried Avengers and didn't really stick with it for very long at all, but this does look very different, yeah. which I'm kind of excited about. No, no, that's, that's, that's certainly true. I mean... Unfortunately, like we've established, I can't share my impressions on the game, but if you do want something similar to that, Cardi did a hands-on preview, and that preview yeah. is very good. So yeah. if you want more information coupled with my combat guide and a few other videos, you'll have all the information you might want in order to secure an opinion on <laughs> Guardians pre-release. It's pre hard to talk around this, isn't it? <laughs> it, it really is, because you know what it feels like when people say, just do an objective review or give me your objective opinion on the game. It's like, you can't do it because it leads to conversations like this when I want to yeah. describe the game to you. <laughs> I'm failing yeah. to do that. Um, yeah. But well, that, like, so he did liken it to, um, is it Final Fantasy Remake? I think in terms of the way that you kind of issue commands and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess everyone was kind of expecting something akin to Avengers where, you know, you're controlling a bunch of different characters and stuff. But obviously that isn't the case based on everything we've seen so far. Um, yeah. And, you know, you are issuing commands to your fellow guardians and stuff. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot to play around with when it comes to, you know, instructing your guardians and playing a Star-Lord. Um, yeah. But outside of just the combat guide as well, if you're interested in seeing a boss battle or a bunch of unlockable costumes, we have that as well. Oh, he's really <laughs> flogging it today, isn't it? It's all right. You've done Listen, some work, mate. I, I, Jesus. I put work into this and I want people to see it, but... <laughs> It's, it's, this isn't the Jesse Gomez promotional podcast. You know what? It's just, it's just frustrating because like, I, I want to be able to talk about this game freely and stuff, but obviously we have to wait until new embargoes and proper reviews come out. Well, it's out in what, two weeks? I, I think, think it's so. It's the 28th, isn't it? Or something like that? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so not long. No, um, not, not, not long at all. And uh, it, was, it was lovely being able to make these videos, to be fair. Um, and well, I, I think... The best thing, obviously, outside of your incredible words <laughs> yes, and, and amazing editing, mm. like, obviously, we've got half an hour's worth of 
actual captured footage rather than supplied b-roll yeah. in the studio yeah and i think that shows off the game way better because you get a proper sense of well one of the boss battles is yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Know, how you operate as a team how you you know issue commands because i think you know i think that was the thing i was unsure of is like you know well how do i get rocket to go and do this and yeah yeah, yeah. it's pretty simple now no for sure because like outside of i don't know if they've done extended gameplay reveals for this game or not i haven't really looked at like pre-release marketing or whatever but i've seen a few trailers and even then you're not really being able to appreciate or fully understand how the game works and obviously you want stuff like this to you know formulate your opinion a little bit better before you spend full price on a game and yep. you know whether you enjoy it or not um yeah. are you allowed to talk about the abilities at all like I don't uh, know if you're allowed to say that. <laughs> well, surely if they fall within the certain chapters of the game. That, that's think... the thing. Like, <laughs> it was just literally me telling you, like, how combat operates. I cannot say whether or not I enjoyed it. <laughs> but I, I hope this gives a glimpse into the, how kind of the video games. Well, I, I guess it's the same as any industry. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, the flow yeah. of information. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely odd when you want to obviously convey certain messages and feelings towards something, whether you liked it or not. Um, but obviously, you're quite limited in doing that. But I think I think my tone comes across in the combat video. And well, I I it struck me, and this is not you offering your opinion, and I've not played the game. And it I'm listening struck me to you as if you had a good time. Mm. And let's leave it at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That was Guardians of the Galaxy, everyone. Yes, and from one group of heroes to another, uh, Ted Lasso, season two, finally finished last week. Uh, and I know that you've been watching it, Emma. What are your thoughts to, well, I thought it was a, a kind of a bit of a hit and miss season. Yeah, I think I like the, the season overall. I like that yep. it goes like sort of, it goes deeper into like the characters. You got more character development. You can see like their relationships with other people grow a lot. Um, yeah. You see like behind like with, I'm not going to spoil it, but like you see more of like Ted as a person behind his like friendly sort of persona and smile and stuff like. And he's had a pretty tough time. It seems <laughs> yes. like I've, I can yeah. say that. Um, yeah, I I like that they spend a lot of time on that in this season. I think it does come at the like detriment of we don't really see a lot of football <laughs> um no it, it, yeah. it's certainly it's become a season or a series about those characters as you say it was almost as if there had to be an episode dedicated to each of the sort of the major players within that and it was like okay right we're going to do this one about that and at times it felt pretty disjointed i watched it in quite a disjointed way anyway i, I watched a load of them in one go and then the last four really spaced out and to the point where <laughs> I've forgotten half the stuff that's happened before. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on here? Yeah, like, no, I did the same thing. Like, I, I think at the end, I think it, it definitely pulled it back on track. The last couple of episodes I thought were really, really good. Um, I think it sets itself up well for season three. Um, a few of the things I didn't like, I didn't like that Christmas episode. I thought that was bullshit. <laughs> it was at the wrong time of year as well. Was, like, I don't know about you, but 
my partner and I were a few to watch it. it <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like, I think when I watched it as well, it was like right when we had a heat wave. Yeah. It was like super, super hot. So it just felt weird anyway. But yeah, my partner and I won't watch Christmas episodes. We'll try and like right. avoid them if we're watching a show and then save them up for the year and then watch them at Christmas time. That yes. certainly but, makes sense. Yeah, like just because, you know, it's like more festive and then you remember what you've actually watched over the year as well. Yeah. But if, yeah, it felt weird watching a Christmas episode in the middle of summer. So, sure. and then, some again, I can't even remember what happened in it, but I don't feel like <laughs> it was really explained apart from, oh, it's Christmas. It's like, it was just literally out of nowhere. <laughs> what? Why is yeah, it? Yeah, the show does that a lot. I feel like it does that more this season where it just skips time and kind of just expects you to know but you won't know how how long it's been and like it does that especially with the football matches yes so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll start off by being like oh yeah this is happening with richmond and then the next episode all of a sudden it's been like five or six games and you're like oh okay like (laughs) yeah that's happened in the background and we haven't seen it yeah you didn't really get the ebb and flow of the kind of team's performance or anything like that the other thing that I thought was really weird is like the kind of, you know, the three hardcore fans that always stood at the end of the bar. Um, if they're that hardcore, why are they not at the game? Why are they watching it in the pub? It's like, come on, yeah. get a ticket. <laughs> Maybe tickets are expensive. I haven't watched any of Do this show, think? so I don't know. Um, I, don't know right. how, I don't know how expensive football tickets are. Well, they're expensive for like big teams. Exactly. I feel like this Richmond is, wouldn't be that. No, championship that pricey. team. I, yeah. I just know also, them as like, sausages, to be honest. Not familiar what? with a football team. Richmond Sausages. I don't know anything about the football oh. team. I don't oh, know is what that what you're that thinking of every time you see Richmond? <laughs> I thought you were talking about like the, the mascot for the club is a sausage. Because it's not. It's a greyhound. But anyway. <laughs> like the other things that I thought... Uh, I've made a list, so I'm going to go through them. Oh. I found the Sky Sports stuff really painful. <laughs> oh, has it got like fake Sky Sports? No, it's like- got real Sky it's Sports. Real, it's oh. real yeah. people. Yeah. But the, obviously they are not actors. Yeah. And it just comes across as a <laughs> bit painful. Like the, the Thierry Henry thing in the Coach Beard episode, I enjoyed. I thought that was funny. I thought that was nice, yeah. But like the when it keeps cutting back to Chris Kamara and I forget who the other two are, I was a bit like, oh, this is a bit awkward. Yeah, it was quite Did like... Did you not feel that? Yeah, it was like harsh cuts to them as well. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess it's, it's good that they were there because it's like, oh, I recognise you like from the weekend, like watching you all the time. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It depends if you like them as well, I guess, if you like the actual people. like. Well, the- I, I love Soccer Saturday and all of that kind of thing. But I just think they're good when they're talking authentically about f- what's happening on their screens. And, and when they're, you know, when they're coming up with their lines, it just felt very forced as opposed but, to three proper pundits talking about stuff. But isn't yeah. it so cool because you recognise them? <laughs> I, well, again, I think it's one of those things that probably when it was scripted, it was like, this is a cool idea. Like, <laughs> yeah. it just For me, it just doesn't quite work. No, it happens um, a lot in like just TV shows and movies in general where you'll have a cameo where it's, whether it's like on like a Saturday Night Live kind of deal or a news station. It's like, oh, I recognise that host, but... You're seeing them act instead of do their job. And it's like, this doesn't come across well at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, next thing. I thought there was too much Roy Kent. There was a lot of Roy Kent. A lot of Roy Kent. <laughs> and and it's all, I know that they, they have definitely fleshed his character out a bit. 
but it's still a bit like I get it. You're really gruff, and you sort of, you know, you're sort of one syllable answers to stuff. It's like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, they try and make him. I feel like they try and flesh him out as a character a little bit more in yes. this season, like because yeah. you see more of him as well, and then his relationship with his girlfriend and stuff. Um, yeah, and, and again, no spoilers, but of you see a lot more of that side of him come out towards the very end of it yeah exactly like he's more like vulnerable as a character yes. i would say yeah, yeah. like he yeah. lets his guard down a little bit which I, is, I, is good i do have a question like i'm like someone who doesn't know much about football and stuff when if you're if someone who, who isn't familiar with football would want to watch ted lasso would they still like get a kick out of it would they still think it's funny or is it just kind you of don't like need to know about football i don't think no it's, okay it's not really about <clears throat> that's a vehicle for the characters as oh, opposed okay. to it being you know it's not like a last chance you or something like that yeah fair enough not like that yeah. film we watched what was it called what green street <laughs> yeah that's Come all about on. football i learned so much I, also i don't think you really need to know about football to fully understand that either yeah it's just it's just a bunch of lads hitting each other isn't it <laughs> i want to join a firm <laughs> exactly um i did really like the emotional side of things again not going into too much detail but they the certain elements of mental health that they touched upon which i thought was really nice i thought they handled it in quite a, a good way um yeah for sure and and i thought even though it was one of the weirdest pieces of television i've seen i thought the coach beard episode was really funny <laughs> but again oh. so out there in terms of like what's this yeah that episode really stood out to me just because it was so different and like yeah. you don't really get to see much of him in either season really he's no. always there with ted but you know he's quite a mysterious character and i feel yeah. like that episode made him even more mysterious in some ways yeah. but it, yeah that was cool to fill it in jesse mm. it was almost like uh an hour's dream sequence <laughs> where they go on this just bizarre like they're almost dressed like peaky blinders <laughs> for reasons i'm not going to go into detail yeah. but it has really very little to do with the rest of the season. Yeah. It's just him and different predicaments that he gets into. And there are obviously touch points with, mm. oh, okay, refers back to this. But it's so weird and, like I say, yeah. out of place. It's, it's like when it. a sitcom has like a musical episode for no fucking yes. reason, just pops yeah. out of nowhere, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that sounds like my kind of jam, baby. It um, does sound like a fun show. It is a fun show. And, and like... A, like Obviously, I think the benchmark was set so high with the first... Oh, excuse me. I did a little burp there. Oh, I'm professional <laughs> to do that on a podcast. <laughs> Apologies. Um, the, the benchmark was set so high with season one that it's never, ever going to kind of hit that. But it felt like it's the same kind of shtick, mm. but moving it along. And it'll be interesting to see what they do for um, for season three. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'd say it's like... Like we were saying earlier, don't worry if you're not into football. Like, I yeah. think you'll still enjoy the show. The first season is, like, really sweet and wholesome. And I know, I remember, I think, um, Matt and Cardi were talking about Ted Lasso and, like, why they're necessarily not as into it. Yeah. But, um, and I remember them mentioning, like, oh, it's, like, maybe a bit too sweet, like, yeah. all the time. <laughs> I feel like season two does sort of address that a little bit. Yeah. With the with the like developing relationships and also with the mental health stuff, it does sort of it changes the tone a bit. Like it doesn't completely lose its identity or anything. Yeah. Like it's still a really nice show to watch. Um, yeah. 
you're not going to be like you know upset after watching it or anything it is like really wholesome but i feel like it it does have a bit more bite to it than the first season did and i like that about season two is this on apple tv it is on apple tv is there anything else worth watching on Apple TV? Because like I've got Netflix, Amazon, Disney, but <clears throat> Apple TV seems to be like the one last thing I haven't heard much fanfare about other than Ted Lasso. Like there is a bunch of like Charlotte really likes the morning show. Um, apparently Sorry. Foundation, which has just come out. Okay. Uh, apparently that's good, but I've not watched that yet. Uh, For All Mankind is supposed to be good. Yeah. Uh, but again, I've not watched that. The, there's a Beastie Boys documentary on there that's very good, but I wouldn't recommend you pay a full subscription. Like normally, like if you buy one an Apple device, you get uh, three months, three months free. That's an expensive way to um, go into Apple TV. <laughs> well, you, yeah, but if you're going to buy a phone anyway, <laughs> yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like for example, yeah. when I got my work laptop, I got three months free. I should have made use of that. I'm a fool. So you should have made use of that exactly. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh. Like the other weird thing about it is, is like one of the characters is called Danny uh, Rojas, and in so the lead character for Far Cry, it's <laughs> yeah. called Danny. And, and switching yeah. from one to the other is so weird. That's weird because, like, he's a bit of a sort of uh, like a lovable um, idiot's not fair, <laughs> but super happy, super lovely kind a of um, South American player. No, what well, but he is. I guess like he is supposed to provide laughs mm. and then cut to far cry where it's you know somebody who's just going around shooting as many people as possible it is a bit of a jarring experience but again i don't know how many people are going to be going through that in the same way that i did it sounds like it really like scarred you up the the change from I danny just... rojas to tad lesser and far cry <laughs> Well, but, but, <laughs> even you up, if man. they had slightly different names, but see, they're exactly the same. Yeah, fair enough. That that is that is that is odd. But who came first? Was he in season one? Was he already an established character? Yeah, he was in season one. Yeah, can't believe Ubisoft copied him. You but heard it a, here there's first. There's a bit in this episode where his shoes are too tight, and <laughs> I just couldn't get that bit out of my mind while playing Far Cry. Um, and it's a recurring joke that keeps on going throughout that one episode of Ted Lasso. And then I was just thinking, well, I wonder if her shoes are too tight because I played as the, the female version of Danny yeah. and Far Cry. She didn't complain about them. So I'm guessing they were fine. Yeah, that would be an odd game. Seems more like a Death Stranding kind of deal than a Far Cry deal, to be fair. And also you can change your shoes in Far Cry. So if they were That's too tight, just get another pair. That is absolutely anyway, true. We are going to talk more about Far Cry in a little bit. But first, uh, you guys have played Back for Blood. And I have not. What's it like? <laughs> I'll go first. <laughs> um, I like it. I feel like I constantly compare it to Left 4 Dead because it's hard not to, right? Yeah, the, the well, marketing has basically, basically said like, well. hey yeah. guys, we're Left 4 Dead, but don't tell anyone we're Left 4 Dead. Yeah, we're new Left 4 Dead. Um, yeah. I like Back 4 Blood. I feel like I've played the opening missions like so many times at this point. <laughs> that's that's um, pretty much what I did as well. Yeah, I yeah. haven't gotten past like much of the new acts because my most of my experience was with the alpha and beta, and that shared a lot of the opening acts. Obviously, for the final game as well, that's all I really experienced. Um, but it is just it is basically the spirit. It's kind of the spiritual successor that a lot of Left 4 Dead fans have been wanting for years. It's just the main difference is that this has basically a card system, and Left 4 Dead doesn't. That feels like the the core difference. 
of Back for Blood and Left for Dead, really. Yeah, I feel like... I mean, how do you feel about the cards? I feel like I sort of... I don't really, like, consult my team when I'm picking a card, and I probably should be, to try and, like, make our team as, it, as strong and as good as possible. I, I think what I always liked about Left for Dead, that series, is just how kind of... Not really bare bones it is, but it just kind of works you have single player and multiplayer and a few other game modes and then you get into you know a mission or a campaign you have your weapons your characters are vanilla and then you just go through and play and that's it but with back for blood like i know they're trying to add some sort of like longevity and more customization to it but i don't think the card system is really something that a lot of left for dead fans myself including will like gravitate towards to especially if you're doing like solo play as well because i know that back for bloods single player offerings are quite slim and limited as well it's really bizarre you, none of your stats are tracked you can't like you don't un have any sort of progression when you're in single player or that entire like mechanic of the game only exists on multiplayer which seems so bizarre for something that's basically telling itself like hey guys we're left for dead three it just seems a bit it just feels wrong i guess as someone who's yeah. loved Left 4 Dead for years. I get that. I think the other thing that sort of puts me off of playing Back for Blood sometimes is that with Left 4 Dead, you can just hop in with friends and you can like sort of blast through the game quite quickly. Yeah. I feel like I can't do that in Back for Blood. Like I was playing with um, Cardi and Matt the other night mm. and I think we played, we must have played for about three hours, but we didn't yeah. even get to like act two. <laughs> And, it, and like wow. the only reason we stopped playing was because we ran out of continues. So it was just like, oh, okay, you failed. <laughs> that <laughs> but is like, Yeah, it just feels like when you're hopping into a game of Back for Blood, that's a real time investment on your yeah. part. Yeah. And yeah, is that because it's new and unfamiliar and over time you'll kind of build it up and be able to rattle through it? Or is it just down to game design? It, it does feel a, a little bit, bit more... Yeah, yeah, certainly. I think it's a bit more difficult than what, like, sort of standard Left 4 Dead, that sort of standard Left 4 Dead experience was when you're playing on normal and stuff. And I also think, because um, I enjoy playing these games single player as well, because that's basically how I got introduced to Left 4 Dead uh, back in yeah. 2008 or whatever. Um, and the AI was, like, pretty competent and, like, actually quite responsive back in that game. But when I've tried playing single player in this, like, the AI is honestly quite dumb. <laughs> Like, I'll be, you know, left behind, like, hanging on a cliff or, you know, being down by an enemy and AI will just stand there and look at me, like, enjoying the fact that I'm basically getting killed. But in Left 4 Dead, they're a bit more responsive and stuff. <laughs> it's just, it's odd. It's, it's definitely a bit more of a difficult game, but I think that comes down to the technology in it as well. Since you want to push more zombies on screen and, you know, have bigger mm. effects and stuff, that's only naturally going to lend to it being a bit more difficult than you know, the large groups that you could have in Left 4 Dead, but obviously not as large as you can have in Back yeah. 4 Blood. Like with Cardi and Matt both being away this week, Emma, like you're completely free to say it was down to them being shit. That didn't <laughs> too. So like if you, like the microphone is yours, go ahead. Fuck them up. <laughs> that's the thing, <laughs> who, I think. Who's, who was the worst player on your team? Uh, well, that's the thing. We played, so we played three of us for a while. So we had like an extra, like random person. Oh, you're right. snitching up the rando then. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you were stuck with us. Somebody that was the boss of IGN. Jesse 69. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what was like one thing that was like interesting was I think both of them had already played like a little bit more than I had. Um, right. 
and they were sort of like there were certain points where you'll be getting to like a, a portion of the level and it's like oh you know that there are going to be lots of like enemies suddenly appearing yeah. um, and what was interesting was to like hear them because we were talking over like voice chat and stuff they were like oh when we did this yesterday this you know it didn't feel as extreme as it does now like it didn't feel as difficult yeah. and there were other times sort of when they were sort of like bracing themselves for a big fight to happen like where lots of like zombies were going to sort of like run in and maybe it didn't pan out quite how they were thinking Like i remember just hearing oh, okay. like them sort of saying stuff like that so i haven't played through like multiple times um like i played the beta and then just like last week yeah. so yeah. i'm interested to see if i go back to those opening levels like how different is the experience each time in some way yeah, yeah it's it's got as far as i understand adaptive difficulty and it has the same kind of uh system that left for dead had going back to that it had sort of what's called like an ai director so depending on how well you're playing they might add a few more special infected around a corner or you might have a door that used to be there that now isn't or you know, this horde might pop out when last time you played, it didn't. So it, it has some small, has like a few small changes from like right. campaign to campaign, but it's not like, you know, you're having these humongous differences each time. It's just small things to kind of keep you on your toes, I guess. And Leffida did the same back in 2008, which was quite cool. Yeah. Did you see, was it KFC's gaming channel did something like... <laughs> they took the piss out of it, right? They did. Uh, I was oh, I was trying to find it. I can't find it. I thought oh, it was honestly, a bit harsh. I, I find it tiring where it's like you have these big, like faceless brands, <laughs> which are which are like taking digs at each other on Twitter, and people are like, oh yeah, that's so cool. My favorite <laughs> burger, like dissed this game. I'm like, I don't care, man. <laughs> it's 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 a little bit lame when you constantly see Wendy's or whatever the fuck it is like clapping back at kfc or something it's like i don't need to see that <laughs> online just eat their food so on the subject of back for blood we got an email from rory who says over the last few weeks it feels like we've had a massive influx of games and tech from fifa to far cry new nintendo switches and left for dead reskins Ooh. <gasps> KFC. the problem with this is that i don't have an endless supply of money and deciding which of the new games the buyers made me resort to review watching seeing which games get the best reviews and how to spend my money wisely yeah i use metacritic uh, to keep my eye on new releases hoping to get some clarity but between review bombing from users and somewhat mixed reviews from game critics i've been left empty-handed and annoyed i hate that games are so expensive now with no way to get a feel of the game before spending a load of money on it which almost seems unfair especially when you consider most games now require about two to three weeks of post-release patches to fix game-breaking issues. Anyway, mm. what do you guys feel about um, the whole topic and should games get more free-to-play demos to justify the higher price tag? Uh, ultimately, I do think £70 is an awful lot of money for a game. Yeah, that is, I'm that not is saying big time cash. They shouldn't be that because if you look at some of the development teams that are involved in those projects, they're fucking massive yeah and and you know maybe it does need to reflect that um but at the same time it's a massive investment if you're sitting on the fence yeah um i did see i think it was either last week or maybe the week before that sony in europe yeah. is potentially testing uh game trials yeah yeah and i feel like because you know demos have all but died out like yeah. other than being on steam and pc platforms where you know any developers make specific tailored demos you're not getting demos 
anymore when it comes to consoles. And I feel like a limited time trial, like maybe one hour or two hours, depending on the game, it's probably going to be set by the developer. Having a trial of like the full game sounds pretty perfect because you can play up to a point and be like, I quite like this. You pay for it and you've still got the game installed. You can continue where you left off if that's how it works. That sounds like the best route because like, especially when I used to work at a cinema and stuff and I was still studying at university and like I was saving up a lot of, a lot of cash just to try and buy, you know, a 60, a 60 quid game. Or if I was lucky to buy two and stuff, just because of my paycheck and travels to union stuff. So I definitely understand. And I feel like those trials seem like the best way, but also if you're just, it's, it sucks because I feel like patient gamers are often more rewarded than people who want to be like, you know, I'm, I want to play all these new games as soon as they're out mm. because you probably missed fantastic games from a year ago, two years ago, five years ago that you just, that you might have missed that, you know, might be on like the best list of that particular year that are still quite cheap and you can enjoy. But when it comes to those new releases, I guess people can feel the sting of just being left out, I guess. Oh yeah, for sure. It's one of the reasons why I really like Game Pass because yeah, you yeah. can get a taste of, you know, some of the new stuff that's coming out, but you've also mm. got a back catalogue of decent stuff in there. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing, like, I think it is that time trial thing. I guess the only thing you've got there is that a lot of the games, the opening isn't necessarily the bit that reflects that game the best. Yeah. Like, when I played Far Cry 6, I actually thought the opening was pretty rubbish. Um, yeah. That opening island, just because it, I hadn't hit, got into the rhythm of what the game is like, and it is classic Far Cry, but again, more on that later. Um, yeah. And so I wonder if that could have a detrimental impact rather than it being positive, but I guess swings and roundabouts or whether it might even change the way that people develop games. Yeah, I, I think people, it's it's tough to say, and I feel like Cyberpunk had this the most where people saw, you know, all the marketing material and how people really, really bought into that hype. And then you had, you know, you had a reviewer who like might've given it a 10 and you might've had a review who gave it a five and people yeah. latch onto a single review and that's their entire opinion. That That's what their entire opinion is based on until they eventually play the game. And if you're shelling out like, you know, 60, 70 quid or even a hundred pounds, if you want to go for like the ultimate edition or whatever, yeah. digitally or physically, people just, people need to like chill for a second, maybe watch some unedited gameplay, watch or read a bunch of different reviews. And, and, and that's the thing, people latch onto the hype and they, they only consume like one review and then the, and then that's their opinion sold. And then they end up potentially wasting their money for a game that, you know, they might not actually enjoy. And at least if you have something like PS5 trials or, you know, Game Pass, at least you're able to formulate your own opinion and not just, you know, go headfirst on, onto purchasing whatever game you want based on a single review. I think that's what a lot of people fall for, <coughs> really. Yeah, definitely. I think what I currently do is... I'll watch people stream it on Twitch for a few hours and see like, okay, because then you're getting someone's opinion as they're playing, but also you can see the gameplay for yourself, like unedited, which I quite like. Um, I guess, yeah, with with single player games, I'll definitely do that. With a lot of like multiplayer stuff, sometimes you'll get like um, like betas and stuff. So that's always good. Like I always try and hop into those and see like, you know, like what do I think of the new Call of Duty or like Battlefield and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I I would definitely like to have more more demos more trials and stuff because games are really expensive and like 
yeah, if you're if you're sort of thinking like, okay, I've got this amount of money, you know, budgeted for a game this month and you've got to make a hard decision, like, especially at this time of year when you've got lots of big things coming out, yeah. you want to make sure you pick the right thing for you. Yeah. I think no, it's also 100%. like, because he mentions looking at lots of reviews, I think sometimes that can also be more confusing. I think you've yeah. got to try and find people who have got a similar taste into the kind of same stuff that you're into. Yeah, and probably follow a couple of those people rather than looking across the board because, well, yeah. you know, it's yeah. one person's opinion and you know, sure. it can be very different. Yeah, like we, we see it here like on, you know, I mean, I've especially seen it since working here where a, rev a review might come out and people just latch onto that score, don't read the review, yeah. don't watch it or anything. And they say, that's my opinion done. I've formulated my opinion based off two numbers or one and yeah. that's it. And it's like people, you have to you have to do a little bit more if you want your money worthwhile for it to be worthwhile, or else you're going to fall into that yeah. trap of just being completely bumped off, and no yeah. one likes that. It's like so if you use Far Cry Six as an example, there's only one mm. voice you need to listen to on Far Cry Six, and that's mine, and I'm going to okay. tell you why right now. <laughs> wow, this is really exciting. I know, right? <laughs> So I finished it, to, much to Dale's amazement. Like, I couldn't believe how, like, un, he was like, properly like, you, you finished it, it's 30 hours. I was like, all right, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm not going to lie, I shared a little bit of that. Just because I don't often hear you say that, like, you've finished this, re like, a really large game. But that's because I'm really selective over, yeah. uh, like, I'm not going to pump 30 hours into something if it's just average, which goes yeah, yeah, back yeah. to that point yeah. before, you know, I'm in the extremely privileged position that we get to test a lot of the stuff out. I think if I'd have spent 70 quid on something, I would just persevere and make the most of it or trade it in and try and find something else, do my homework beforehand. Yeah. And so going back to Far Cry, like when I finished that first island, which is what, a couple of hours, maybe a little bit more, I was just like, is that it? And, you know, and... It is like on a plus point, um, it's Far Cry and, you know, everything you love about Far Cry, Far Cry 6 does well. But on the negative is it's Far Cry. And it's like, I've done all this before so many times. And even though the whole game is about revolution, the one thing that this game is not is revolutionary. It's, I remember chatting to somebody at UB and they obviously know how much I love Far Cry Five didn't really do it for me. It just felt like, okay, you're really rinsing this formula. And he was like, you're yeah. six. We're going to, we're introducing so many new things. going to blow your mind. And actually they have introduced a load of new stuff, but a lot of it just doesn't work in my opinion. Like <laughs> the, like Matt, I don't know if um, you guys spoke about it when Dale was talking last week, but they, the new bullet system where you have that, armor piercing that, that's bullets. That's just frustrating. But in the end, like once you get past that frustration, you don't actually need to worry about it because you just yeah. equip an assault rifle that's got armor-piercing bullets and another assault rifle that's got soft target bullets, and there you go. Yeah. Covered. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, if you hit them in the head, you pretty much rattle through them anyway. Yeah, and so, that's true. Like I ended up having a really sweet setup, four guns, like a decent sniper rifle, a couple of like either an assault rifle with a single-shot um, shotgun or something for different targets and then a really big rocket launcher and you can pretty yeah. much deal with anything when you've got that and then like all of the resolver stuff which is the you know you're kind of cobbling together bits and pieces to make weapons they're super powerful yeah the ones that you get 
quite early on in the game are so powerful that you don't really need to use any of the others. Like you get this Supremo <laughs> yeah. backpack, oh, okay. which yeah. when you fire off, you know, rockets go out. But like, it does so much damage. I didn't even bother trying any others out all the way from start yeah. to end. Fair enough. And and I was a bit like, well, you know, maybe I should be more experimental with how I'm playing it. But at the same time, if it's not forcing me to, then why? Yeah, that's the thing, because you're going to revert back to like unupgraded guns or stuff like that. And then you're just making it more difficult for yourself, yeah. I guess. Well, like Dale was saying, and I get this, like, because so the, the dif- default one was like basically rockets that blow shit up. And then you get EMP ones, you can get poison stuff. So the poison stuff means that uh, the other soldiers start shooting each other, which is pretty yeah. cool. EMP disables tanks. So rather than destroying the tank, I can disable it, yank the person out and get in it myself. But mm. I may as well just blow it up and then kill the people that are standing <laughs> next to me rather than faffing around going like, oh, wait a minute, I'm just going to go and get him out of there. Yeah. So I, I'm definitely more of the, the direct route. No, um, for sure. But the one, like, mechanically, it's very, very good. Like, it feels super satisfying to run around and explore the world, just like every other Far Cry game did. I tended to sort of run places more than I did go in vehicles, just because I like exploring the island. Yeah. But, but, you know, it does suffer from that classic Ubisoft thing of there's too much stuff on the map. Yeah. It's like, Dale loves that shit. Because, like, if you go... <laughs> platinum's fucking everything, man. If you go onto, like, a map that shows everything that's on that map, it's like, oh, my God. It's just overwhelming. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, yeah. what? what is the path of least resistance? What do I need to do <laughs> to get through to not kind of do that? And it's funny because, like, now that I've finished, like, the main single player, I feel like I'm kind of done. Whereas he's going through and just literally clearing out everything else. He's... When I spoke to him earlier, he was looking for 13 hidden roosters. And I was like, what the fuck oh are you doing gosh. with your life? It's like, really? <laughs> he has to get the platinum. Oh it's in God. his blood. It's, yeah, that's it's unbelievable. Work. Yeah. That, that's, um, that's the weird thing when you look at like just Ubisoft games at large. It's like, I've, you know, I've played just an okay amount of Far Cry 6, but I, I don't really see myself going back to it unless someone says, hey, do you want to play some co-op? And I'll be like, yeah. Sure, because I've played Far Cry 6 already. It's called like Far Cry 5. It's just, it's a little bit different. I feel like a lot of yeah. the Ubisoft games obviously like that. You know, you've got Watch Dogs Legion, which kind of came out and now it's just like, yeah. But uh, I had yeah. a really good time with it. Yeah. I had a really good it. time with it. And like when I stopped playing it, I was like, I want to go back and play it again. Um, you want to find those so, roosters. <laughs> but, but it was more to kind of continue that story. And then you get into that Far Cry rhythm of like, you know, uh, doing a mission, then doing an outpost, then doing an ammo drop, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it progresses quite nicely in that respect. And the island opens up, and you can do things in different ways. Obviously, the island is very pretty. Yeah, I, I don't think it's an enormous leap forward compared to PS4. You know, what do I know about game programming? But you know, some of the bits are pretty janky. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And even uh, Giancarlo Esposito, like the the cutscenes in that. Are, properly like 12 frames a second like to the point where I was like <laughs> yeah. what's going on with this yeah but for me it was a really enjoyable game and I, I agree with what JL gave it for us which was an 8 yeah and and it wasn't like with Far Cry 5 it just the setting I found was really boring 
Mm. Um, I quite like the the main villain, but all the the bits leading up to it are just a bit of a shambles. And also that game was broken. I spent about eight to ten hours playing that, and then I got to a game break, breaking bug where I had to start again. Oh. Well, I am not going to do that. And I'm, to yeah, be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. if that happened in six, I'd probably be the same. I'm not going to. Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. But going yeah. back to Rory's point, if you want a recommendation, then just listen to me because I know what I'm talking about, right? Far Cry 6. <laughs> eight out of ten. If you like Far Cry, you like Fire Cry 6. I mean, that's, yeah. That is the definitive review right there. I've well, not played very... co-op. Don't know what that's like. I've got I've played some co-op. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your little, like, you know, animal companions. You can have a chat with them. Yeah. And stuff. They just get annoying. Like, right at the beginning, I had, like, the crocodile alligator dude. And it just steams in every shit. single time. And yeah. I was just like, I'm trying to be stealthy. It's like, stop. Yeah, it's such a pain. Like, I kept dismissing Guapo and then... Yeah. It would just randomly appear again. Yeah. And it was like, wait, I sent you. I didn't want you to come with me. Yeah, it would always ruin my stealth stuff. I like I've played the, a bit um, of co-op, by the way. I like the dog. The dog was my yeah. choice because you could just use him to distract the, the people. Either sneak yeah. past or so and cute. They got, they got me there. Chili thought it was mad cute. Just want to just like Oh, no, not that place. Yeah. The other dog. Oh, I haven't got to that yet, but I never will. <laughs> Like that, just telling the truth. Right. Are, you, are you done with the game now, Jesse? Just like, unless someone says like, Jesse, do you want to play some cop? I'll be like, for sure, let's do that. But I'm not going to sit back down and just finish the game because I just don't care. <laughs> Where are you? It's, um, I'm like currently... I've gone past like, you know, where you can get on the boat and fuck off, do the other false ending and stuff. Like I'm just on the part where you're choosing like what island you want to go to to hire whoever and that's help really and near the beginning but that, so that yeah. goes to my point of if that was your game trial i would absolutely i'd have had the same opinion as you but yeah i i knew that well firstly i trust jr because you know i know him and in, i think he's got good taste in games so i was like if this is an eight then yeah i believe it's an eight so i'm going to stick with it and i think sure. you could easily have that negative opinion of it and i do think if you spent a bit more time getting into it because like i say it's got a definite rhythm and the opening doesn't have that um no i've I've definitely experienced that and like when i last played it i was i mean before i played it with dale i was enjoying it and i was just going from mission to mission i was like oh there's a crate there i want to go there i want to go into this cave and stuff i was doing all of that but then ultimately i was just like i would rather play you know something else that's maybe like eight hours long and it's just a kind of linear story and once it's done it's done because when it comes to like those big open world games like Far Cry, like, you know, the recent Ghost Recon games and stuff, like if I'm playing it with a friend, I'll get a lot more enjoyment out of yeah. that. But by myself, it just feels a bit lonely. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I find I get distracted as well. I'll get distracted from the main quest and yes. go and do hundreds of side quests and then be like, oh, I haven't finished the game yet. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> like, I can't stay on track. I quickly yeah. started to ignore that. Whenever you drive down a road, there's always somebody in need of your help. It's just like... <laughs> You're on your own, mate. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't give a fuck about yeah, that problem. Exactly. And also, like, obviously you're called Danny Rojas, but everybody in the end, it's like everybody on the island knows your name. It's like, oh, Danny, Danny. Yeah. It's like, this is weird. It's like, all right. <laughs> Done a few things. I'm not that popular. Um, it's a legend, like I say, isn't it? I enjoy it. So uh, we should actually, if people will now have hopefully played Far Cry, uh, and also Bat for Blood and uh, maybe even watch Ted Lasso. You should let us know your thoughts on those. Uh, what's the email address? Jesse. Oh, I know you're going to fucking ask me, man. IGN it's, underscore UK feedback. I was going to say it. I was going to say it. I was going to say it. You're going to be tested. 
Uh, right, I think that's it for this week's kind of games and movies. Uh, should we move on to the endless search? Oh, yes, please. Let's do it. <laughs> Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah, 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 on the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, on the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it endless search? Okay, so I'm gonna be hosting the endless search this week, or should I rather say the endless starch? Okay, that's the game that we're playing today. All right. Um, Can you remind so me what the endless starch is? I can't remember. Oh, thank God you asked that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically, uh, so first up, thank you to one of our listeners, Emil, for sending this in. I can't take credit for any of the any of this. This is all you. So thank you. Um, so the endless starch is when I'll read out like a description of a game. Yeah. In this case, it's oh, all games that came out in 2020. Oh. And the answer will have like one letter or number yep. changed and it will like, yeah, All right. match the description. So do you want an example, Jesse? You look really confused. You know what? <laughs> I think I'm good. I got this. Yeah, you got it. Cool. All right. So number one, a PC simulation game where you follow a retired boss after a successful sports career. A simplified phone version is also available. Oh, no. So it's something to do with football manager. What was the first bit? A PC simulation game where you follow a retired boss after a successful sports career. <laughs> a simplified phone version is also available. What's so there's one letter in the, the game's title that's been changed. It's games like this when you realise, or rather when I realise, I'm just shit. <laughs> Jesse and I are particularly bad at games, which is why I tend to usually host. What's I don't think I would have got this one, Go on, then, what to is be it? honest. So it's football managed 2021 oh my god oh my god this is gonna be the longest 10 minutes of our lives right okay you know we'll blast for him i'm gonna put my brain to like full power mode i'll get him all this time okay you're ready now yeah yeah yeah, i'm hyped all right number two are we just shouting out how do you want us to or are you gonna go people to take turns i mean you can shout out shout out yeah let's be a bit chaotic with it yeah go on all right this 3D adventure game has the player step into the shoes of an archer with a nice bird friend. In what may very well be an impossible quest to understand simple addition and subtraction. Oh my god. I guess first up, do you know which game it is? <laughs> no. It's so complicated. <laughs> like, it honestly, so I'm, I'm imagining like a really like kind of colourful indie game and it's really nice and like wholesome. An archer with a nice bird friend. So I was thinking, well, I can't say because then that will spot it for Jesse. Oh, okay. Can, you, see can you give us a clue? Oh, it came out in 2020, didn't it? It did come out in 2020. It's oh. a single player game. I think I know what game it is, but I'm trying to think of how to word it up. Can you say, can you tell us the th- clue again, please? Uh, yeah, sure. So... This 3D adventure game has the player step into the shoes of an archer with a nice bird friend in what may very well be an impossible quest to understand simple addition and subtraction. Mm. So what I will say is the first part of the clue 
is obviously yeah, about the game. Yeah. But the second part is very important in, like with the whole letter changing. Okay. Is it Horizon Zero Down? No, although that is a good, <laughs> this is a good guess. Is this going to be the first podcast game when oh none of us God. get points? I'm so excited. Um, uh, you know what? My brain is just turned into mush right now, so right. I am... Tell us the answer. Let's go on to question two. Okay, so the answer is... So the game is The Pathless. Oh, oh my God, days. we'd never have got that. And so the P is being changed for an M, so it's the mathless. Oh, of course. See, it's easy after. It's easy for me, right? Because I know the answer. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> but it's. I imagine oh, it's really man. hard. Like, if I don't think I would have got either of those. To be fair. Okay. Are All you right. ready for the next? Yeah, question? Yeah, I'm ready for the next. How many are there? Ten. There are there are ten. Oh shit. Okay. All right. <laughs> Um, I guessed it right. What? Yeah, they <laughs> should get a point for that. I should get a point for that, to be fair. <laughs> uh, do you want to pretend to be a high schooler in Japan? Do you hate rotten adults committing acts of injustice? Do you stay with your girlfriend even if all your other female friends hit on you? Then this is the game for you. That's too long. I know. I feel like I know exactly what game it is. Because yeah? I definitely okay. played it, but I'm trying to think. It's just one letter, right? It's just one letter, yeah. Like the clue. Thanks so much for submitting this, by the way. But keep the clue to seven words maximum, <laughs> I would say. Sorry, can you say that again? Yeah. Uh, do you want to pretend to be a high schooler in Japan? Do you hate rotten adults committing acts of injustice? Do you stay with your girlfriend even if all your other female friends hit on you? Then this is the game for you. I feel, I feel like I know exactly what game it is, but I'm trying to think of I think what, I know what the game fucking is, letter is. But I don't know. I have no idea what game, what letter changes. Do you want to say yeah. what game you think it is, Jesse? I think it's Persona 5 Royale. I think it's Persona 5 Royale. You're both right. Right. But what, what's the <laughs> yeah. letter change? I need to know. <laughs> Do you want to guess or is it always just... Uh, it's going to be something Royal, so uh, fucking obvious when it happens, is it, isn't it? <laughs> is it loyal? <laughs> oh my gosh, oh it's loyal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> bullshit. How did you get that? Well, it's the only it, thing it make, that I can make like royal. <laughs> like, okay, right, let's change. Well, there you go. Oh, oh my God. Go. Alex has a point. I, yeah, but I have no idea how I got a point. Okay. Okay, yes. next question. I'm in the game. I'm so, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> this PS5 launch game and PC Epic Games exclusive is a very beautiful... Sorry, it is very beautiful and fully takes advantage of its 4K capable machine where cool armors enjoy repetitive combat and submerge yourself in a tragic story about the downfall of a Facebook group moderator. Oh my God. This is a PS5 launch like, game. Yeah. And PC Epic Games exclusive. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think what PS5 games launch. What, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> can, can you go over that again, please? <laughs> The, the clues yeah, are sure. exceptional. Shall I do the second part of the clue? Because, yeah, I guess 
we focus we, we know on it's a ps5 game. launch game yep and yeah. it's on the mm-hmm. pc epic store wear cool armors enjoy repetitive combat and submerge yourself in a tragic story about the downfall of a facebook group moderator is it uh i don't think this is right <laughs> rather than spider-man peter parker it's spider-man peter gorbert because he's part of the duck hunters admin group it is not it's Mate, not that, that is well Fully. obscure i know but like i don't know <laughs> that was a treat in itself yeah. that's good that's how oh, my brain man. works um aye, 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 man i don't know is it spider-man jesse spider-man's are you giving not, up? spider-man's not on pc i don't think no, no, no. Um, what's the other PS5 wait, what, what's, game? Just tell us the game, what, and then we'll see if we hold can. Up, hold up, hold up, okay. hold. Uh, what's the um? What's the what's the clue again? Can you just tell me that just one more time? Oh my god! Yeah, sure. Um, Listen, now I'm trying to get a point. <laughs> <laughs> wear cool armors, enjoy repetitive combat, and submerge yourself in a tragic story about the downfall of a Facebook group moderator. <sighs> This is really tricky. I want to say the game is Sackboy, A Big Adventure. But it is not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I'm lost. Go on then, tell us. Well, okay, tell us what the game so, is at first. This is for no points. This is just literally for pride now. No, 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 if I okay, get it. Okay, <laughs> so it's Godfall. We'd never have got it. Who played Godfall. Do you um, want to guess at which letter changed? <laughs> no, it's, 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 all, it's all on your brain, Alex. Just, I don't know. Say. <laughs> so it's modfall. Oh, fuck. It's so obvious <laughs> when you say it. I know, it's horrible. <laughs> oh, okay. man. How many have we done so far? Sh- should, we just, done... should we just give up at this point and no, say four? Alex is the ultimate no. winner? No, we're not. Come on, Jesse, you can get a point. Right, let's you go. might right, get right. this next... You might get the next two. All right. Mm. Maybe. If it's if if we can't do that, we'll just if, call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay. More than a decade after the Battle of Hastings, a group of Normans get the bright idea to start their own community for people who want to stick small metal shards in their heads. It's about as good as it sounds. <sighs> sorry say again like <laughs> I'm sorry for the utter silence if you could see our faces where it's just amusement <laughs> more than a decade after the battle of Hastings right. a group of Normans is that get specific the bright I- is that is that key to this I can dig in for clues so that man. is to do with the the number that has changed I'll say that that's not to do is with it, the game it? that's to do oh, oh okay all right. So that's like the thing that's different. And then the part about people sticking small metal shards in their ha- heads, that's actually in the game. Oh, my days. <laughs> we, oh, okay. I can give you a clue, actually. We have mentioned it today. Oh, oh my God. This game has been mentioned today during the podcast. Look, he's going through the running order. I am. What we've spoken about today. <laughs> um, mentioned or spoken about a lot. Oh wow! Uh, it was just mentioned. 
Far Cry 1066. No. <laughs> no, that's the <laughs> that's of these things. That's a good guess, though. I know, right? I don't, it wasn't something we planned to talk about today. Oh, okay. It was mentioned just sort of oh. in the conversation. Oh. So it's not on the running order? No. Oh. <laughs> There's no cheat sheet, unfortunately. <laughs> Hook me up with that email. <laughs> I think Far Cry 1066 is pretty goddamn good. You know what? Let's give you a point for that. <laughs> well, even though it's not right. <laughs> point for the <laughs> effort, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, lad. You know, I'm definitely not getting any of these. I'm so, no. I've never won this game, ever. Okay. It's hard, yeah. Like, I've heard previous ones, and like, those, I feel like those have been easier. Emil's really putting us through our paces here. Okay, so the game is mm. Cyberpunk 2077. Right. But the the year has changed to 1077. Oh. Well, that's not a decade. <laughs> it was a... More than a decade after the Battle of Hastings. I know, oh. but you can't say more than a decade, because... Uh, yeah, that's like, not that's, specific. It's a century. <laughs> if you just said a century, I was thinking, oh, so 1076. All right, okay, what's happening around that? Oh. Right. I am very angry Next. now. Far Cry 1066. That's the one. Yeah. Wicked. <laughs> I can't believe you're winning just so well. <laughs> I know. So far ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's tough being a teacher in robot art school, especially when the teaching facilities are a mess. Use the power of a new controller to make sure your students have great arts and crafts experience so they can all give their grandparents a homemade ashtray for Christmas. Um interesting one I know I know exactly what game it is yeah I know what game it okay. is I can't actually remember what it's called though the full title <laughs> you fool <laughs> <laughs> could Jesse get a point here no definitely not <laughs> um, so can you say the clue one more time please uh, yeah it's tough being a teacher in robot art school especially when the teaching facilities are a mess Use the power of a new controller to make sure your students have a great art and crafts experience so they can all give their grandparents a homemade ashtray for Christmas. It's going to sound so... Bomb. I was going to say Arts Rose Playroom, but that can't be it, right? Both of those are good guesses, I would say. They're not, they're not the answer I'm seeing in front Is of me. Is it called Astro's Playroom or Astro Bar? I can't remember. Ah, oh, I can't tell you. Well, dig into your mind. <laughs> I'd say with the ashtray, maybe don't dwell on that part of the clue too much. Mm. Maybe just more like just making something arts and craftsy, <laughs> but not the specific item. Like <laughs> If you type the answers into chat, no one will hear that. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um... <laughs> The silence says everything when it comes to this game between Alex and myself. Um, this is really tricky. You said that we might be able to get it. Yeah, but... You're a liar. <laughs> I think seeing your reactions <laughs> to it, seeing your reactions to it now, and like I can see your thought process, and I think... The ge so the game is hard. Astro's Playroom? Yes. Yeah. And it's something to do with arts and crafts? Yeah. Astro's Clayroom. Yes. Well done. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. To Jesse. <laughs> what a success. 
I think we're going to have to do this as a team, frankly, because we're never going to get to work together. Oh my god! Okay. Oh, a weight has been lifted. I bet, honestly, the people listening to this cannot believe the tension going on. Neck and neck at one point each. (laughs) How many? How many left? Oh man! We've got we've got four questions. Okay. Or we could Let, just do winner let, takes all on the next one. We could just, yeah, we could just all do right, that right, as well. Let's, let's this could all be the tiebreaker. Right. Emma, pick the easiest one for both our sanity and for those listening. I've got it. Okay. All right. This is a long clue though, so oh, I'll probably no. read it twice. All right. Here, it's a tough world in this space combat game about advanced mathematics and statistics. If you make the wrong graphs or use the wrong data sets, you're toast. Fortunately, you're not alone in this barren wasteland of numbers, pie charts, and Excel spreadsheets. You have your team, your wingmen, your squadron. Call of Duty bar zone. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, but that is a good answer. (laughs) I'd say the most important parts of the clue... Is yeah. it's a tough world in this space combat game about yeah. advanced mathematics and statistics. And I completely missed the space part and said Call of Duty as well. What an <laughs> idiot! <laughs> right? Okay. And you have your team, your wingmen, your squadron. Yeah, oh, I know. I know what game it is as well. Um, yeah, I'm big into it. <laughs> um, oh, I'm trying to think. Why don't you drop some clues? Me? Oh, yeah. If you if if you know what it is. Uh, I I played it exclusively in VR, whilst others did not. Oh. He's got it now. He's gonna destroy me. I like it. Alex is writing this down as well. Yeah, what that nerd. helps, doesn't it? Like you can <laughs> see it on like a page. All right. Okay. So I think I've got the game. What's the 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 clue to the? The thingy change. Okay. It's a tough world in this space combat game about advanced mathematics and statistics. Uh, I'm really sorry to anybody, everybody listening, because this... <laughs> yeah, it's painful. Oh, my God. This is uh, what sucks. I know what game it is as well. And I've written um, it down and I'm trying to think, you know, what? <laughs> I'm trying to think of like mathematical terms. Mathematics and statistics. Oh, this is bullshit. Stat Wars Squadrons. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was focusing oh on the squadrons part. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? Very, very well played. Congratulations, Alex. Thanks. Two points. Congratulations. So yeah, two, one. I did get an extra bonus point, though, for saying it was 10 questions. So, really, it was a tie. But, you know, we, we can talk about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, but I got Far Cry 1066, which is arguably a better answer. So, really, the points are, like, all over the place because <laughs> yeah. we were so creative. So, we're all winners today. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's go with that. Thank you, Emil, yeah, yeah. for sending that in. That was yeah, really that was wicked. quite tricky. <laughs> Emma, do you want to quickly read out the last three so we can open them up to the audience to see who gets them right? Oh, yeah, sure. Not and for then a we prize, can... but purely for pride. I'll yeah. get them all right right now. So just the clues, yeah? Just, just the, the clues. descriptions. Yeah. Okay. In this expansion to an already huge MMO with a long legacy, 
you must travel to the afterlife and face the toughest challenge of them all. Prevail in a battle of the bands against groups of shadows. So okay. that's the first one. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one. I know the answer. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Too late. We humans may... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's done now. <laughs> uh, we humans may consider ourselves advanced warriors, but does that hold true? What if hunting is nothing more but sport to hyper-dangerous space aliens? And what if that sport is about kicking us as far as possible towards the opposing team's end zone? You just hear words and none of it makes sense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you may as well be speaking a different language. The, the look of, like, the blank look on both mine and Jesse's face is like, what? Just glazing okay. over. Yep. Man. Next one. Okay, this is the last one. A terrible murder drives the actors of a well-loved Jordan Peele movie towards their second adventure in this video game. Brutal fights, fascinating characters, and shivs made from scissors are all part of a frightening revenge quest set in Seattle. Mm, Well, have fun answering those, everyone. (laughs) There you go. Send them in to us. I, I kind of have an idea of what that last one is. But I'm not going to say. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, so send in your answers to IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. And uh, if you get them all right, well, you are absolutely better than Jesse and I. Yeah. I thought you were going to test me on the address because I've got it all memorized now. Do you? You prepared now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. too late. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go over to feedback. Um, oh, yeah. I think you've got the first piece, Emma. I do. Hello. This is from Matt D. Excuse me. Matt says, hello all. In response to episode 609's question on media you want to consume only once, Into the Wilds was a film I watched when I was around the same age as the protagonist. I didn't know what to expect and it left me in a way that I only later understood as harrowing. I I question mortality, purpose and the place a person takes in the world. It stuck with me and I won't watch that film again in case it affects me in the same way or maybe in case it doesn't. In terms of games, I agree with the comment that one of you made regarding choices and branching paths. The way it went for me in Life is Strange, Cyberpunk 2077 and Disco Elysium is the way I always want to think of it. I won't Mm. replay it for the fear of diluting that experience. Do any of you have any moments of extreme emotion from films or games that you care to share? Many thanks for the years of audio gold. Thank you, Matt. Mm. Audio gold. Um, I'm not one to get... Well, I don't think I've actually got very emotional about games at all. Um, Alex has never shed a tear. I have. I'm I'm really (laughs) emotional with TV shows and film, especially after having kids. I don't know what it is, but as soon as you have kids, (laughs) you bore your eyes out at anything. Honestly, it's embarrassing. (laughs) Um, Like, what was I watching? I was watching something Sponge really Bob. recently and I started to sort of get quite emotional about it. And I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like a DIY SOS. Oh my God. I am in bits in DIY SOS. Aww. I can't watch that. Um, and then. Paw Patrol really gets me. Mm, only in a, like, I can't stand to watch that. Um, <laughs> I remember being on a plane in, must've been 2003, 2004. I was flying back or flying out on holiday or something. And they had Big Fish on, or I was watching it. And anyway, 
it's a film about somebody's relationship with their dad. And my dad had just died a few months earlier. And I was properly crying my eyes out on the plane. Mm. And that's not a good look for anybody. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, thanks, Matt. Thanks for making me relive that. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) Um, What what about yourself, Emma? When have you just ever cried when playing Metroid or just, you know? Yeah, thankfully, Metroid's never made me cry which is good um i can i can balance that that sad memory with a happy one okay oh, that's good extreme um, happiness yeah extreme <laughs> happiness so i was really really happy when i finished guitar hero 3 for the first time because the songs at the end of that game are really hard and um i was playing it on the wii at the time in like my parents living room um i would have been in like secondary school and i got stuck <laughs> on rain in blood for hours and so my parents and my whole family were just like oh my gosh please like turn <laughs> same it off song and i was like no i want to finish it yeah and i kept i kept messing up at the same bit and then finally when i finished that game i was so happy i like shouted out and like did this like really cringy like <laughs> sort of like yes like dance um and that stuck with me yeah you know what that that does sound pretty damn sweet to be fair um, <laughs> so we've on, gone on from extreme happiness extreme sadness where are you jesse let's bring it back down um to be fair i don't think i've ever been like just madly like teary-eyed or just like crying and bawling over a game and stuff but i think uh red dead redemption 2 like the ending segments of that and there's one um there's one particular song that plays near the end yeah. on the main character's final ride, essentially. And it was a song that, weirdly enough, one of my grandparents really enjoyed when they heard as well. Right. And just that ride and what it means and the person who really enjoyed that song and stuff like just all of that and what happens to Arthur Morgan and stuff like it's quite an emotional ending. And yeah. That's always yeah, yeah, yeah. stuck with me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that made me feel things <laughs> other than just being a great game with a cool story but yeah that ending it is a great game it, with a cool story but it, yeah i think it does land some of those emotional i remember that bit yeah it was it was very yeah. very good and i think also as you say if there is additional kind of memories tied in with that then it's going to kind of trigger that yeah for sure oh is the next piece of podcast feedback a little bit more uplifting of course it is, because I'm reading it. Okay. So I'm going to sound oh, happy. Do it your best <laughs> VO voice. Hey guys, not the longest time listener of the podcast, only roughly a year ago now or so, but the show has quickly become a weekly necessity and really helps get through the weekend night shift. I'm not doing that anymore. Um, this is from Lee Damon, and he continues to say, obviously the biggest gaming craze for the past four or five years has been the battle royale genre, which some love and others are probably bored of now at this stage. I saw a while back that apparently data miners had found code for a supposed The Last of Us Part 2 Battle Royale in the works, and would be interested in your thoughts on this. I spoke to my friend about it, and some of the ideas that sprang to mind with what Naughty Dog could potentially do with Battle Royale set in The Last of Us would, uh, world got me really excited for the game I thought I never needed but now care for nothing else. What do you think of this and are there other games you would like to see a Battle Royale game mode made for? To answer on my side, no. I think I've had enough of Battle Royale, I think the one thing that really pushed it was uh, Ghost Recon trying to do that. They revealed it. Yeah. And then today, I think they sent out a tweet saying, we're, we're, we're not going to show anymore for a while because <laughs> of the feedback 
And um, also, I think Vampire the Masquerade, they had their own, like, um, Battle Royale things. Just like, it, it's, 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 it's fun when it's good, but not everything has to do it. No. You, you've already got, like, giants doing that genre. I'm not saying, like, no one can try and, you know, experiment with it, but, like, please leave these franchises that have never had anything to do with that kind of style of game to just do what they've always got done. I don't know. It's just, I'm not a fan. I, yeah, I'm not sure how well it would work. Obviously, I think you you have to play to the strengths of the original game. Yes. Battle Royale does not feel like a natural fit for something like Last of Us. Now, I love Last of Us 2. Like, going back to the previous thing, actually, that was a game that had me, like, all kinds of emotions because, you know, yeah. I, you know at one point, I absolutely hated Abby and then it's mm. you know swung completely the other way because you've got a, a a different side of Ellie and you know you yeah. could see their motivations and obviously that was the whole point of the game um but at no point do I want to see a hundred people hiding behind things <laughs> with shivs doing that it's just doesn't yeah, feel just like going all Rambo right and shit. um that to me I they are there is talk of some kind of multiplayer thing, isn't there? And I must admit, yeah. I, I don't think I played the multiplayer for Last of Us 1. I, I didn't I either, didn't but I know that. a lot of people loved that multiplayer. Yeah. And so maybe it has got something in there. But for me, that game is a story-driven game. And that's yeah. why I love it. Uh, and equally, Jesse, I'm the same as you. I feel like there are a lot of very good Battle Royale games out there already. I don't, I'd, I'd like to see multiplayer games that perhaps try something different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, just like, I mean, I, I was excited to hear when like, you know, the, I think it might have been the 20th or 25th anniversary for Ghost Recon. I know I just mentioned it before, but like they're saying, we've got a brand new announcement. And then I watched that trailer and you just see, you see the reaction of chat. And I know it's a live stream and stuff and people are going to be saying stupid shit. But when you see live, the dislike ratio starts to get higher and yeah. higher as you're watching a stream. It's like, you I know there's, there's talented people who work on these games for sure. And, you know, I'm sure everyone puts 110% in, but it's like, what made, like, what, I just want to know what the, the, the creative thought process is of being like, let's make a battle royale now. It's like, I, I don't get it. You're taking on Call of Duty and mm. Fortnite and stuff. It's like, how do you compete with that in anything that's remotely special? I think Ubisoft did a battle royale game that I, like me and Matt played like yeah. a year ago the, and I can't even remember. The kind of the rem neon sort of tins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Hyperscape. That's Hyperscape. Hyperscape. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that, yeah. that died on its ass. I was playing, I was like, this this plays well, like most Ubisoft games, but you just knew in your head that this is not going to go anywhere. And, and at least that had a bit of a different aesthetic, whereas I thought yeah. the, the Ghost Recon thing is just Warzone repackaged. Yeah. yeah. It really does look like Warzone. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, I like Battle Royale and I played a lot of Apex um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Fortnite when it came out, and I've sort of played a little bit more Fortnite recently, but I have this thing with Battle Royale where I'll play it for a bit, I might get the battle pass, start sort of grinding through it, and then I'll just drop out of it entirely and not play it for weeks. And uh, yeah, I, I don't feel like I can handle any more Battle Royales at this <laughs> no. point. Like, I, can't, I can't pick up another one and then drop that like I do with the others. No. Yeah. I, I experience extreme emotion when I see another battle royale game unveiled that's that's the answer to the well, previous we've one we've really pissed on lee's chips there haven't we jesus <laughs> <laughs> sorry lee if, if it does come out i hope you enjoy it but it's just not for me 
Yeah, I mean, you know what? If you, if you have any great Battle Royale ideas, why don't you send an email over to IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. I think you're better off sending them to Ubisoft because they could probably do with all the help they can <laughs> yeah. get right now. Yeah, don't, don't, send, don't send the ideas to us, please. Uh, that's it for this week's podcast. Uh, firstly, I do want to apologise to everybody for our endless search debacle in the middle. I can't help the fact that both Jesse and I are shit at these games. I, I think that was are. a riveting audible experience. And okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully other people think that. Uh, I'm not so mm. sure. But thank you both. And uh, that's it for this week. And we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.